Paris Society, and you are listening to the Countercultural Podcast. All right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> was that for me or was that to, to everyone else who's listening? Hello. Welcome back. Long time no see. As you can tell by the cover, we have been born anew. Oh, I love it. <laughs> that makes me. <laughs> and I'm here with Alex and we just have like a whole fresh new direction that we want to take the podcast and just everything that we're doing. Um, we are now Air Society and you are listening to Countercultural Podcast. And um, in this nice. podcast, we just wanted to introduce reintroduce ourselves reintroduce where we're going because this is the beginning of a new era yeah and we just kind of want to tell you where we've been or where i've been rather because i'm yeah. sure you're probably more used to hearing my voice i feel like were you on the podcast uh when we were divinely human yeah never you were like producing it behind the more scenes. so yeah but I, I was on a couple episodes yeah so. yeah so so maybe you've heard alex's voice have you gone way back yeah, back back like 2019. Yeah. And um man, I don't even know where to start, but thank you so much for all the listens still when we've been when we've been gone and you know, you're still tuning in and and if you're following us on Instagram now, our Instagram is at era society. It was the Aquarian entrepreneur and um yeah, I just felt like it was time to make a change. Last year was a very long year of dealing with a lot of health issues for me. And um, honestly, just everything just kind of broke down. <laughs> broke yeah, rock down, bottom. Rock bottom, rock broke bottom. down, started yeah. over. But in a good way, like it needed to rock bottom to start yeah. over. And, um, and now it just feels so steady, so stable, so ready mm. for where we're going. Um, so I guess we should tell people what era society is, what it stands for. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, what, what, what it, yeah. Why does it exist? Yeah. Why does it exist? So what is it for? Era society. God, guys, sorry for the construction. Yeah, we the, are literally living in a construction war zone. So apo- Mordor. Apologies for the background. <laughs> 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 we can't make it stop. No. Um, so era society is it stands for the emerging renaissance age of human society wow and it's literally a commentary on the age of awareness i'm calling this age that we're in i know a lot of people refer to it as the aquarian age but for me it really just feels like we are in the age of awareness there's so many tools and modalities and ways to understand who we are we have quick information with youtube and twitter and blogs that really we kind of have this collective desire to become more aware. I, gr- I Granted, I know not everyone is on that pace, but, but, but from where we stand and where we're kind of looking at a lot of people in our community and a lot of our friends and yeah. colleagues and like yeah. we all want to practice more awareness. And, yeah. and I would say, I mean, even for the masses, I, I actually think that we're aware whether or not we do anything yeah. with no, that I awareness. Agree. I actually think that 
if you talk to just a regular common person and you were able to get into a decent conversation with them, I think they would actually be able to tell you what in their life they don't like, what they do like. Maybe they're not willing or can actually see yeah. how to get there, mm-hmm. but I do think that they're aware. Yeah, I would I, I would agree with that. And I, I think for those of us that are practicing with awareness tools like human design, astrology, gene keys, and, and all the all the other ones... <laughs> <laughs> they're all valid too. Um, <laughs> I think that for us, we're really wanting to utilize those tools to find our purpose, you know, yeah. fi- find pa- like conscious partnerships, raise conscious kids, yeah. live in conscious community with other people, yeah, like, make, like-minded or not, yeah, you know, make clean money, spend clean money. Yeah, exactly. Run, run, Aquarian businesses and ones that are really like centering our human wellness. So for me, it really does feel like, um, and one of the reasons why I felt like I I really wanted to move into this direction was because although there are a lot of people that resonate with being called an Aquarian entrepreneur, there are a lot of people that don't Mm -hmm. and they don't even really (laughs) resonate with calling themselves an entrepreneur. And I just recently found that out and I was kind of shocked and also felt kind of bad because (laughs) I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've been calling you something that you yourself don't don't identify identify with. And, um, and so that gave me a huge lesson undefined G in identity and how we like to be identified and, what we consider our sense a true sense of self and if you've been with me for a while you know that I've like pursued purpose for a really long time far beyond whatever the years are that we've been doing this podcast yeah and I've come to this really amazing place where you've already heard me say that purpose is not what you do it's who you are but actually purpose is who you have to become to create it It's purpose n- is who you have to become to create it. Yeah, because to create what your life your to create to create the life because purpose yeah. is just the function. Purpose okay. literally like is something purposeful or not? It, is it functional or not? Ah, like, what's okay. the function what of your yeah. human life? Right. And ah, it, okay, that's a smart way to think. About yeah, it. I mean, and, and and if you don't know what the function of your human life is, like let's say you're a hammer. And you right. don't know that you're a hammer. Yeah. So you don't know how to use the hammer. You don't know that's what true. its purpose try is to be for. A screwdriver. Exactly. It's and not work. and well that's what that's what I that's what I did is yeah. that I thought I was a screwdriver when I'm really a ruler. It's <laughs> <That's> a good <laughs> analogy. And now I know uh, my function as a ruler and what I can measure <laughs> and what I cannot. And to me that Wow, I like how you just weave that in I, right yeah, now. Yeah, see. That was very slick. Um so purpose for me has changed mm-hmm. and now it's like okay, we need to figure out what's our functionality, our right. function. What is the function in our individual lives? Like how are we in interplay or relationship with our lives? Uh-huh. And then how are we in, in interplay with our, with, with our, yeah, with, with a greater Organism. collective. Exactly. Yeah, as, as a society, one body. Yeah, yes. Yeah. As a one body. How does that sum fit into the whole? Exactly. Like what, like what are we, function? yeah. Like what are we all moving towards? Right. And for me, that is we're divesting from the sus, from the society of sameness yeah. And investing into an era society, which is a more open, a more um, protected mm-hmm. and and uh, celebrated way of being individualized, but also together. Yeah. You know, it's like introvert, extrovert. It's yeah. it's I want you to be different right. because I need your difference to raise up everything. That yeah, 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 for sure. 
for sure. It's like well, yeah, like we've been talking about where two or more gathered. Mm-hmm. Like there is God. Like mm-hmm. you are God, but then when you join with another person, there really is the ability to create and move and shake and change the world. Yeah. I wanted to ask you a question, though, about purpose. When um, you were doing your beautiful mind like moment and jazz shared this on the podcast earlier a couple of years ago i think like when we were in oregon and she was creating basically what became the vision in this moment and she came into the room at three o'clock in the morning and you said to me you are your purpose when you said that to me did you think it was more of like the society definition of purpose like this is what you do right like your job almost or did you think of it in this evolved definition that you're now talking about now is like no, what I- is your like life's function. No, ab- absolutely. I did not think about w- what is my life's function. I was just thinking that because ev- whatever our what like what would we call that old old era society? <laughs> the old you want era. To keep it on brand. Yeah, yeah, on brand. The old era society tells us that our purpose is actually our job. Hmm. But the more that we study about our energetics and about ourselves and about the frequency that we're emitting in the world, we begin to understand that our purpose isn't always our business hmm. or even necessarily the thing that we do. Yeah. To me, it's the process of distilling our essence into form. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a job. It, yeah. yeah, it it could it could be an art installation, it can be a song, it can mm-hmm. be you know, it, it can be yeah, any, yeah. A, anything, no, I mean, anything. Yeah, walking in the woods, surfing. Like, exactly. Just your it, essence into form. Yeah. Exactly. Just expressing that. But I think what has happened, um, and it's a beautiful evolution, is that not only are we desiring to live life more fully, we're desiring to be more present and and more decisive in how we make a living. Yeah. And so yeah. that essence and form sometimes turns into our business. But it's not always like that. And I just and I think that I always felt pressured to make my expression into a business. And some of us do want to do that. And other of us, I think, feel pressured. And that was actually one of the big reasons why I decided to split founder sessions into what it's set up as now, which is founder business sessions and founder purpose sessions, because to me. You can't really have a business unless you have a restored sense of self. I mean, you can. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But we're talking about a purposeful yeah, business. You're we're be we're talking about yeah. Though, always there's yes. going to be a feeling of like chasing if you don't start it from like a restored place. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just saying it makes me feel tired. What do you mean? Like, like why tired? Like the idea of starting something before you're like like we were talking earlier today about being like a fragmented identity you know like starting something when you are in a place of being not like at least identified as whole you know and like starting something under that guise that just sounds like you're starting off not on a full tank and you're you're going to be chasing and it just sounds tiring to me it is tiring i mean i'm tired and i've been running a long time Oh man, we, I mean that's good to know though, because I think a lot of people think of you as like, although you are very adamant and honest about your being a third line, they think that they think 
They take that with like such a grain of salt. At least what I've noticed, people work with you. They think like, oh, Jazz, she has it figured out. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I think that I only share what I have figured out. Right. I think that that's my role in society is to, as a third line, is to share what I've figured out. But I, I, I have by no means have anything like figured out on like a, a mass scale. But I do realize, though, that this this desperate, almost desperate um, search for purpose is so linked to a what do I want to say? Fractal. A, a fractal sense of self. And I think that for the past, I don't know, five years or so. I've really been wanting to come to this place of a deep restoration of my sense of self so that no matter what I'm expressing in form, whether it's in my business or whether it's just hanging out with the kids or whether it's just hanging out with you, it doesn't feel like um, there's something missing. Mm. And, and, that's, and that's what I'm noticing. Ugh. That's what I'm noticing, or that's what I noticed wow. last year, is that even though we made so much money, yeah. There was still something missing. missing. Oh, that is the. Oh. You remember that little story that Ramdas tells about like being in a bathtub? And then he's like, you know what would make this bathtub better? Mm-hmm. Like wine. Oh, you know what would make this you know, bath better with wine? Then like, you mm-hmm. know, cheese. And it just keeps going and going because it's that feeling of something is missing. And I think that's very telling for sure for all of us. Like, you know, there feels like something is missing most of the time, even when we are in a. And and what may appear to be what what to everyone else what we want. And what do you think that thing is? The missing part. Mm-hmm, the missing piece. I, for me, I'll just speak candidly, like because of you know, and anyone who doesn't know, I'm kind of like connected to this, like you know, message of like being born saved. You know, and you're kind of connected. to Not it. kind of. That's me. <laughs> see, the, that's me trying to not own what might be missing. Uh, I am born saved. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Okay. You're born saved. Okay. So I'm born saved (laughs) and you, even when you're like in that, your greatest form of expression, the part for me that's normally missing is like someone's coming for me or something is someone's coming me someone's coming for you because you're being fully expressed in your yeah. identity yeah 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 so even when you are fully expressed in your identity there still feels like oh i don't know like the missing is like there, there's something unknown that like safety and the change yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah we were talking about that last night yeah too, actually now that i'm thinking about it yeah because i feel like that's a very universal feeling is that we all want to be in full expression of our true sense of self. I don't think that anyone's like literally saying, I do not want to be myself. No, I don't think so either. Consciously. No, absolutely. I was just thinking about what was the quote that you were saying earlier about self-love is. Oh yeah. I was in meditation. I think that's a good one to share. Yeah. I was in meditation. I feel like I've shared this already on Instagram, but I was in meditation. And um, if you study human design and even if you don't, but, there is a center in human design. It's called the identity center or the G center. It's the middle diamond in the, in the center of your body graph. And it represents love, 
purpose, Mm -hmm. direction, identity. And it's undefined for me. So I'm always kind of merging with other people's identities and always questioning my purpose, my direction, my identity, and also self-love because not only is it love, love, it's interesting because I once heard Karen Curry Parker say that love in that center is not an expression. It's, it's an identity. So you are love. Mm. Like the love that's there is your identity. And it also pertains to self-love, which is gate 10. And um, so I was in meditation, really trying to understand this concept of self-love because everyone's always like, love yourself. You can't get anywhere in the world if you don't love yourself. It's like, duh, I know that. But like, what is the actual, what's the piece that I'm missing? Why can't I fully love myself? And it just came through so clearly. You cannot love a self. Like, like you literally cannot love a self that's not you. Like you're trying mm-hmm. to love a self right, that's, that's not you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Self-love is hard because you're trying to love a self that's not mm-hmm. you. Right. And I was like, can you say that again? What? What's going on? Oh, it's not me in there. Mm. It's a different person that right. I'm, I'm trying to love this person into oblivion. And it's like, that person's not even you. Yeah. That's just a, an amalgamation of all Ooh, the traumatic. Nice of amalgamation? All, babe, please. Sorry. Of all the traumatic <laughs> points um or i should say an accumulation of all the traumatic points of your life that you now call jazz or you now call alex but that's not that's not the restored sense of self who wants to express air society or wants to express born saved or you 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 know whatever it is that you want to express like and and for me that's when the purpose piece clicked because i was like oh Okay, so we're having trouble finding our purpose because we're not creating from a restored sense of self. So purpose is essence and form, Mm. and we are essence, and we're trying to create something in form. The person that is the creator or the artist, you could say, right, you're signing your name off on your artwork, but it's not you. And then you wonder why you have that weird disconnected feeling. It's like, I know I did that work, but it doesn't feel like it's my work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's mine. So then you end up making decisions either in your business or in your life or with your partners, partners, partner, whatever, Polly. Yeah. <laughs> that isn't you. And I, I loved when, you know, cause sometimes you're my guinea pig and a lot of my experiments before they go to public. Sometimes. All the time. All the time. But sometimes you really win at life. Yes. So I always win. Because sometimes the experiments are just so good. Yes. And you get to this place and I feel like the the biggest one was born saved. Yeah, absolutely. Since you met me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've shared this a lot, but I mean, you were the, at 24, you were the first person who I I felt like when I showed Born saved too, like that version of mm-hmm. me, like the real version of me. The essence before like, it was formed. Oh my God. I remember it so clearly. We were listening to DC talk in the Baltimore apartment and I was like singing this song called Jesus Freak to mm-hmm. you. And you were like so accepting of me, like mm-hmm. not like, whoa, what is this? This is too much or mm-hmm. where is this coming from? Or There was no, it was just so utter love. It was like looking on the face of like, like Christ consciousness itself is what mm-hmm. it felt like, you know, like when yeah. Regina said. She has Jesus in your eyes, yeah. you know, like your eyes. Um, yeah. And I, I, I 
I feel like the only reason why I can look at you or anyone that way is because of what happened to me Mm. in childhood and like having one of my like my core core wounds Mm. childhood wounds of being kicked out of a friendship group for being different um for not being like everybody else in the group Mm -hmm. and I didn't even think that that was a bad thing I didn't even know that we needed to adhere to some like unwritten invisible societal rules of being the same kind of like the Ashley's in recess yeah oh yeah it was very much like that and I was like I didn't know I was supposed to be an Ashley I'm a Jasmine yeah well you're Spinelli no I'm a Jasmine yeah (laughs) no I know but like no no I'm a Jasmine you are a Jasmine yeah and so all the girls they were Ashley's and they were like you need to be an Ashley and I was like what I'm so confused when did we decide that we were not going to be who we are to be accepted in like the cool group and they totally they kicked me out and so I always carried that wound of like I'll never have friends if I'm truly 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 myself so I always created versions Mm -hmm. of that and that's Mm -hmm. not the same thing as like having an undefined identity trying to try on different outfits that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about like a core regardless of if you have an define g or not i'm talking about like the course your core soul the you know who you are at such a core level and i just thought to myself i never want anyone to feel like this this feeling is so lonely and so abandoned and so rejected and it's funny so that was sixth grade i don't even know how old i was but i want to say like 20 years ago or something maybe more god like 25 years no, not that much, but yeah, like okay. you're right. Like you're 20, years. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20. Oh my gosh, no. That's like 15 years. I'm stretching it. Like 15 years later, Air Society is born, which is like this calling yeah. in of all the contrarians, all of the weirdos, all of the artists, all of the people that are presenting and expressing in form that is counter mm-hmm. to the culture that we inhabit. Because at the end of the day, we cannot evolve with all of us being the same. We need to be different and we need to be accepting of that difference. So it's not just like, it's not enough to just say, oh, I'm going to go do Born Saved over here or "Oh, I'm going to be Picasso over there. It can't be siloed. It has to be one. Richard Rudd always talks about there's like this uh, turning individual voices into a collective transmission. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. And you're the that's what we need we need a collective transmission yeah of love obviously peace obviously acceptance Mm. obviously joy all those things but the message that there is an emerging renaissance that wants to shift the way society always has been and allow us to fully express as ourselves because to me i just think about all the inventions that are being lost right now i think about all the cures yeah, that can't come to the surface because people are behaving as their quote unquote not self. Mm-hmm. Like you can't even tap into. Um, I always talk to you about the morphogenetic field. I just think that that's the coolest thing, and it has been proven in science. It's mm-hmm. more of like a, you know, a scientific I- idea yes. or hypothesis. But to me, I'm like that shit's real. Like yeah. that shit's no, absolutely, absolutely real. Is. And then when Peter was talking to us about biomimicry, I'm mm-hmm. like. It's absolutely real. And we can't tap into that morphogenetic field because we're not us. 
in order to tap into it, we have to be our most natural selves. Yeah. It it reminds me of like, I'm I'm sitting at the desk where the the law of one is, you know, the process of like getting in contact. It has to be certain certain degrees and parallel at this. It's attunement. It's It's totally an attunement. Like you have to be attuned. Your body has to be attuned. Like you you have to be nourished. Your brain has to be nourished. Your body has to be nourished. Your environment. Like you can't just, you can't just knock at the door and be like, Hey, can I come in and get some ideas? No, you fucking can't. You need to be, you, like you need to be restored yeah, yeah, yeah. in a in real a, way in a real way Not like a, yeah and i think that's that's what um i think a lot of people have felt you know like growing up in the time that we did is there was like this large you know procession of external like ceremony and of like cleanliness but not on the inside like and yeah. i think that's what like when you're calling the stage of awareness that's what it evokes in me right that people are wanting to and moving towards a, how am I moving inside towards mm-hmm. this form of self-love that is actually my highest form mm-hmm. of expression, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, a lifelong thing. Oh, like it's, I, yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it is lifetimes. If yeah. Your reincarnation is your thing. Like, I, yeah. I think it's definitely a, yeah, it is. It's a whole, like you said, it's a every breath thing. Like, it is. It's an every breath. Yeah. Every breath is a death. Right. I always exactly. used to say, say that. that. <laughs> I know. I know. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's like so divine and it so is. human at the it, same time. I know. It feels so good because it's like, like I said, if you've been with us from the beginning, you saw that the podcast was divinely human. And that was me when I was trying to um, really accept the fact that I'm not just human. Like I'm God. Like, I, like I'm absolutely God. And then it shifted into humanly divine because I was like, okay i'm understanding that i am also a human here on earth and if you like me um you know are are kind of like tapped into these ethers sometimes we can live there and we forget that we're human and we forget that we need money and we need a paycheck and we need to pay our bills and we you know we're we're not trying to ignore it it just feels hard and kind of cumbersome to like be this ethereal being but also be in the 3d world yeah and i think also then from from a religious slash hmm. like historical, you know, spiritualistic perspective, like to be human is to be non-spiritual. Mm. I think mm-hmm. that there's also that. Oh so yeah. Like, we talked about that. I and mean, then we experienced that. It's yeah. like this whole idea of like renunciation is to have no possessions and to, oh, yeah. God will just show up for you in a, like a, like um, what you used to say is the dependent relationship. Yes. Right? You're just meant to be here. As um, yeah, as like a person who who worships with the reverence and divinity that like there is this you know God and consciousness above you, and that, and that thing is gonna take care of you. You don't have to worry about anything. You well, know? that's the biggest lie that the church ever sold, right? Because then it turns into why people don't want, why people want to tra- like why we and I say people, I'm including myself, but like why we want a trauma bond. Remember, I was telling you, you know, I came up from a meditation and I was like one of my fears is that I won't be relatable in my success. Right. And I was like, what the fuck? That makes no sense yeah. because we have been programmed to only be relatable when there's suffering or strife or sacrifice, as opposed to why can't we prosperity bond? Why yeah. can't we connect with being successful? Why can't we see another person's success mm. and say, Oh, they're so relatable to me because success is actually a human trait. Yeah. 
and not some Ooh. celebrity out there thing. Yeah. And that's that, that right there is like what fair society is. Mm-hmm. It's prosperity bonding. Yes. Oh, yes. You know, I, I, I know I said that, but then when you said it, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Freak the genius channel. <laughs> but I said I it. I know you did. I know, but sometimes when it's the right timing. Freak the genius, right? It's either you're a freak or a genius. So when you get it right in the but timing. But I said it. I know I'm you the did. freak. I'm, I'm the genius. You, you are. You're both. <laughs> I'm just a, a defined throat uh, saying it. So it sounds, yeah, whatever. But yeah, that's. that's yeah, prosperity yeah. bonding is the vibe. Yes. Like it's. Exactly. It's, exactly. It's We're the thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's everything. I mean, that's our whole, I remember, right, like experiencing like when we were going through like our, what I think is like our like only being worried about the divine relationship mm. and not the human. Yeah. And we were on welfare. And yeah. I remember telling you, I went into the welfare office and like, there's just this downtrodden, like you're even lucky to be getting something, yeah. you know, where it should be like, Come in, like we know you're down on your luck, but we got your back. You know, yeah. we're now this is temporary, and and we know you're working towards you know something that's greater than this. Because I just felt, yeah, everyone around me just felt the shame and the embarrassment, mm. or and or the oh, okay, this is the only way that I can live my life, so let me get as many benefits as I can, like mm. that whole mm. game and racket, you know? Yeah, and not so. Uh, yeah, it, it's interesting because then after that season of dependence, then we moved into a very independent season, right? Where we were making like six figure months, and it was just like, <laughs> "What is going on? Like, yeah. this is my power, yeah. and I can do all things." Yeah. And then your body breaks down because you're yeah. trying to do it by yourself. Yes, exactly. There's it, no yeah. it, there, there there's no balance, and I feel like now with Air Society, with Born Saved, mm. with all the visions that we've been holding with the agency, like it's true interdependence and i and i keep talking about and for people who haven't heard that word because i actually when you first um quoted that and i know it's been a while like Mm. you've you've been saying that for a while like what is interdependence like it's interdependence entity is it's to me i think of interdependence as a cross breeding and i think my mind has always been thinking of interdependence even before i knew that it was a cross breeding because Divinely human is a crossbreeding. Mm-hmm. Humanly divine is a crossbreeding. Era society is the result of uh, that crossbreeding. Okay. Yeah. So anytime I think of an interdependence, I think of God and man right. or partner and partner or child and parent. It's, it's a relationship. Mm-hmm. Interdependence cr- is where two or more are gathered. It's, you know, it, honestly, the Holy Trinity or the third right. thing comes from the crossbreeding. Yeah. So when they say like um it's you know father son and holy spirit, holy spirit is the result of the crossbreed between father and son. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like that's so like why wouldn't you want to be working with someone on life? Yeah. Why would you want to think that you either had to do it by yourself, which is the independence or you like you have no power at all. And to me that that's what churchianity, christianity Oh. Um, Christianity and religion has instilled in us, even if you're not religious at all, it instilled that you need to be dependent on the church and the state. You need to be dependent on the mm-hmm. priest. You need to be dependent on someone else. And then atheism is kind of like, fuck you, God. I'm going to you know, do my life by myself. Right. <laughs> I mean, no shade to a- anyone. To either one. No, no. no. It's just it's, either one. I, I think that we have experienced both sides deeply 
you know, we've gone on the whole like, oh, God's going to save us. And then we've gone on the like, no, we need to save ourselves. Right. And they are both in balance. They're both total ends of the spectrum. Whereas interdependence is this be still and know that I'm on your side and your needs will get met. Mm -hmm. And you also need to take action. And you need to learn from other people who are grounded and stable. I think for a while too, for me, like in the spirit, when we were in the dependent stage, I was just learning from all these different teachers and gurus and flying off into 8D. And I'm like, oh God, of course I don't need to think about making money because you know, my, my, my body doesn't matter. And, (laughs) and then, you know, flip the coin, turned the other way and was like, yeah, we're going to launch these every day, every launch, five-figure launches. We're just going to launch, 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 launch. Yeah. And I was like, this is breaking down my physical body. So that's not doing anything. Yeah. And now that we moved into the middle path, the middle path, the, the eightfold path, path yeah. way, I'm just like regeneration, restoration, sustainability, integrity. Mm. Um, holiness. Holiness fantasy beauty truth legacy pleasure like it it all comes from the middle path yeah that feels good i know and that's why i think both of us stopped because words can't even do it justice like oh feels so good yeah <laughs> okay what else do we need to update on? Oh, what else do we need to update on? We talked about what it is, who is it for, kind of how we got here. I feel like we did yeah. a nice job. And like just, and, and I think the new expressions of it, you know, it, in when, when we were the Aquarian entrepreneur, we, I tested out magazines and um, I don't know, oh if, yeah. I don't know if everyone knows this about me, but. Um, I used to work in magazines. My first degree is, my college degree is in advertising, specifically art direction with a minor in studio art. And I always thought like I was going to go work for a big agency, live the whole high flying creative director life. Did you actually think that, that you were going to do I that? I did. I really oh, did. did. I did. Okay, at you one never point, actually told me that though. Yeah. Did at you... one point I was just like, okay, this is the career for me. I'll you know? Rich. Yeah. I'll be rich. I, I get to work on cool shit. Okay. Like it's totally fine. And um, my boyfriend at the time, also his dream was to be a creative director. So we were going to move to New York and like work at big agencies. It was like a yeah. whole thing. But then I ended up um, going to work at Ogilvy, a advertising agency, which is one of the biggest advertising agencies in the world. And I worked in their, um, I worked in their African office. Mm-hmm. I went to Africa and I worked in their, like that market, the African market. And then I realized I don't want to do advertising because this is selling people shit that they don't need. And I think that was the first time that I even got the f- a feeling of like awareness. Mm. Like, mm, something feels off. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to go f- full force with this. And I remember when I was in college, I really wanted to switch and go to fashion school. My parents were like, absolutely not. So my mom made a deal and said, if you graduate, um, I will pay for you to go to fashion school and you don't have to take any debt out, blah, blah, blah. And she did. So. I graduated 
um, I worked at Teen Vogue before that at the fashion magazine Teen Vogue and I was working at a anthropology in their art direction department. Like I did a lot of stuff cause I was like, yeah, this is the career I want. I'm definitely going to go down this route. Yeah. Um, and then I got to fashion school and my second degree was in, uh, styling for advertising. So I was still again yeah. in the advertising. And a connection to yeah, it. Yeah, still connection to it, but from the, from the fashion point of view. And, um, then I graduated with my second degree, my master's, and I came back and I couldn't find a fucking job. Mm. I interviewed at L. I interviewed at every magazine you could think of. I interviewed for it and I got rejected one after the I swear to God, I probably applied for 300 jobs. And then I met you and then we got married and we went to Thailand. Da, da, da. So that whole art director kind of dream kind of like died out. But that's funny that you even say that because but do you remember when when. Second, first semester was over at school in Thailand and you were like I can't do this oh, anymore yeah. and I started look, remember like we started applying yeah. I started applying for you to jobs to like GQ Thailand and Vogue Thailand yeah no I remember so I remember it was that still, it was still there yeah, I it guess it there. I guess it was like a dream that I maybe thought could never really happen anyway that was a long tangent back on the train so if you were with us um when we were still Aquarian Entrepreneur I wanted to make this really cool thing that I had found in the Gene Keys and human design um, about finding your code of ethics, because I know there's a lot of talk right now about ethical marketing and ethical business, which is amazing. I'm not even mad at it, but I think people were kind of missing the point and using it as a non-ethical way to sell. Like they were saying that their business was ethical so that they could sell. And I thought, okay, well, if you want to say that your business is ethical, what are your code of ethics? So I went and I figured out how to find that out in your, using your human design and your gene keys. And it's pretty epic. And I went and I created this. And I actually want to hear what your experience of that was after. Of the code of ethics? Yeah, after. Um, First issue. Yeah, well, it wasn't supposed to be an issue. It was just a PDF. Like I was just going to, I had just made it into a PDF. But then I made a cover for it and I was like, ooh, she's cute. And I made like a second page of me just writing a letter saying why I wanted to do it. And then I started adding visuals to each page. And I was like, what is my body doing right now? And by the time I was done, four hours later, it was like a short e-zine. And I was like, did I just make a magazine? This is so weird. So then we kept on going and I was like, oh, let me do another one. So we did issue two Mm -hmm. and that's kind of where we stopped. We were at every other month and now, you know, we're moving in this new direction. But one of the forms of expression of Air Society is a magazine. And so I really wanted to pull from the amazing people that we've met over these years in the wellness space who are actually artists and photographers and models and writers and philosophers. philosophers. Oh, my God. I just guys. It's like the things that I have in my notes section and my brain. It's just going to be a beautiful magazine expressing the commentary on air society and Mm. this new era that we're all walking in into the age of awareness. Like what's important to us as human beings. Yeah. And I think uh, if I could brag about you for a second, it's not just see, that's my that's my Leo (laughs) (laughs) rising. She's getting more and more, everyone. Wait for this new expression of jazz and form, um, essence and form. That's your function. Mm. Um, but uh, 
but it's not just aesthetically beautiful because everything that jazz makes is aesthetically beautiful, but it, what jazz creates that's beautiful, it's a feeling. And anyone who's ever worked with you or I think engaged with anything that you create is that it's a feeling of beauty. It's a feeling of welcoming. And that's why I feel really, really excited uh, about you being, what is it in the Gene Keys? Like you're the, you're the voice of the, of the group. Oh, on the, the, the 21, yeah. the 21.5. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause Richard talks about how five is like the voice or the frequency. Mm-hmm. Um, such a fascinating. I don't like, know what, what does the group want to say? <laughs> I know. Months ago, she was like, what does the group want? I don't want to be the voice. <laughs> well, because, because I think it's like, I, I know that I have a powerful voice, but it, it really speaks from my own personal um, experiments, right? But then I'm so also connected to a group of people. So I'm just like, what are we trying to say as a group? It's not just right. like what the group yeah, is trying yeah. to say. It's like all of us together, all of our past clients, all of our current clients, all the friends that we've made, the people in our network. Like, what are we trying to, why have we found each other in this fractal family? And what is it, what's the message that we want to tell the world? We yeah. want to tell the world that there is an emerging renaissance happening in this age of awareness. We want to tell people that the way that things were before is not how it's going to be anymore. We want to tell people that in order to center our wellness and center our hu- humanity and our well-being, we have to divest from the society of sameness, from capitalism, from systems of oppression, and try to create something that can actually regeneratively grow and mm-hmm. organically be profitable for everyone involved. Like that's a large, that's a huge message. That's not a message that just like in a launch, no. that's a lifelong that's situation. Legacy. That's legacy. That's yeah. a lifelong thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but, uh, for anyone who knows you, I think they would say the same, that you're definitely the person who can hold that vision though. Yeah. I mean, I love being a, a vision holder. I think I think that that's one of my strongest qualities is that because I have so much ethereal energy in my in my blueprint or like in my energetic identity, I, I, I really do see the highest expression of people and what they're here to, to yeah, do. And you always have. Yeah. It's something have. that I've always literally always say, yeah. I've always wanted to know. It's always the first thing that I ask people. What do you do? What do you want to do? Yeah, I know. I know. Because I, I just want to know. If or what you'll listen and then be like, eh, what I hear you saying is yes. this. And then be like, oh, I never thought about it like that. Yeah. yeah. It's to, for me, I think the pleasure that I get from that, again, going back to like, what's our function? And I meet someone and they know that they're not standing in the space that they should be standing it like deeply affects me I don't know why because I I know that I'm you and you are me and I'm just like if you're not standing in the place that makes you feel good how am I supposed to stand in the place Mm -hmm. that makes me like we're not going anywhere like we're not going forward anywhere and going forward is the whole point of like the age of Aquarius yeah wage of awareness may wage the age the wage for the wages of for the our death for the wages okay um i do want to know what you thought about the code of ethics oh though. i was wondering if you'd come back i would call i yeah i wanted you to came come back. back to that what did i i mean it it uh you were describing today we uh 
we're going through things, you know, as as all of us are. And Jazz was just like describing like when when you go through something, right? And like, like let's say we use the analogy of wave hitting you, mm. you know. And normally when you get tossed back, you rely on someone or something to be the thing that then, you know, gets you back up. You know, whether it be a partner, whether it be your mom and dad, whether it be a friend to say, you can do this. You know, you can do it. Um, where really all of us, we have to develop a foundation that will help us pick ourselves up. It's yeah. not saying that we're not going to collaborate with others to then see the God in ourselves again or get back to like our full sense of wholeness. But, but it eventually, it, it does rely, it is relying on ourselves. And so what I would say the code of ethics helped me to do and is in the process. Cause I still, you know, am mm. learning how to use it and engage with it and, and really live from that place is create a foundation where I can stand up again when mm. I fall or stand up when I do something out of, you know, that is out of self-worth or out of like what I know low to be. Yeah. That is yeah. out of, yeah. Low self-worth. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So it was something that I did not know was so deeply like personal and unique yes. to myself. I, I really just also got so much. I mean, you know, my thing is intimacy. Yeah. Like, whoa, this thing is really trying to like create, love with me make love with me yeah it is it is it, i mean that's yeah that's a great way to put it it's your code of ethics is not generic it's not gonna sound or be like oh we uh accept all people or uh right. you know we're against racism it's like that's the fucking bare minimum and if, <laughs> if that's all you're writing on your on your page of what your code of ethics are it's like do more yeah and everyone can do more because they are more they they are more than i mean we are more than what we are expressing and not only in our personal lives to have that code of ethics but like to, in our business yeah it it really gets us to this place where we can make business decisions from a very congruent and whole place as opposed to just only thinking about making money i mean right. money is great and i love making it but there are also things that I won't do to make it. And I think that that's the season that we're in right now is not only helping businesses who are who want to be purposeful, make money, but then businesses that are already making money are finding us. And they're like, we want to work with you aesthetically. Like we want our marketing yeah. and our like we want everything to be in alignment. Right. We you know, we don't want to just be vegan cruelty free but then our marketing is still using pain points like we want the whole thing to be beautiful and with this clean feeling because we want to make clean money mm -hmm. and that's all i want to do all i want to do is create beautiful things work with amazing founders help them grow their businesses and to make actual money i think it was so cool for me to transition from divinely human to humanly divine and really start to heal the wounds of me feeling like, oh, I went to art school. I'm not a, I'm not right. an entrepreneur. Like I didn't go to business school when my mom did. Yeah. And, you know, has an MBA and has a doctorate and is like super business savvy. And you went to school for business. And I just always felt this insecurity that like, there's no way that I would be good at business if I didn't have the, have that degree. But then, you know, sometimes you and I would talk about business and you just look at me like, how pretty dumbfounded yeah like where did you just come up with that, that you from? even uh you're more of a natural than yeah by, i mean than anyone that i have ever met and I've, I've been in a lot of you know 
boardrooms and situations where I'm talking to people who are running multi-billion dollar mm-hmm. enterprises and they don't have the insight or intuition or direction or vision holding that I find you able to have. Yeah. And I feel like after years of you telling me that I finally just accepted it like late last year and really early this, I mean, we're only in January, but late last year, yeah, I was finally like, okay, maybe I should stop. Cause I'm always like, Oh, you're, it's just my husband. He's just telling me all these things. But then sometimes you would say something and I, and the way that you said it would be like, I'm not just telling you this cause you're my wife. I'm telling you this because I've never seen anyone look at business yeah. like that in such a holistic way that is still thinking about making sure that the business is thriving mm-hmm. and having the money to exactly. pay the employees, exactly. but also thinking about how do we want to grow? How do we want to yeah. extend our brand voice and our brand products? Exactly. How do we want to keep in integrity with our code of ethics? Like there's, I, I realize it now, like there's a lot of different things to think about. Like oh, what's our so marketing? Many. Yeah. What's the return on the investments that we're making in terms of freelancers? Like, and all this stuff, campaigns, just campaigns running campaigns yeah. and, you know, with the, I just did a live on Instagram and I'll link it in the show notes talking about creating anxiety free content. Yeah. And I didn't even know that people, that that was something that people even wanted Yeah, because in my mind it, ca- it, it was so fluid. I, yeah. I, n- I never thought, oh yeah, let me break this down. Yeah. Never once. <laughs> like it didn't even cross my mind that like, oh we need to have a template to track our marketing and make sure that our marketing is actually telling a wider story and that there are levels of awareness. I, I never thought that it, people, number one, didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And number two, needed to know that because mm-hmm. it was so in my, in my brain, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's why since I have met you, um, I remember the first company you created. I had some yeah. friends that were also business people and had graduated and then were working in finance and they were like giving you the grilling yeah. you know like what's your <laughs> <laughs> stock allocation and just like using all of the like terminology you know like what is your ratio here mm-hmm. and blah 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 and you were like i just remember like him coming to me in the kitchen like she's legit al <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I've said uh, in those conversations. I know, I know, I know. But um, I, even from then, and I, I say that with tongue in cheek because it's just funny, but also, but on a, on a, on a very serious and yeah. intimate way, like I also just, yeah, anytime, even when I was working, um, like in co- very corporate, you know, when we met and I would come home and talk to you about like what we were mm. doing and what we're talking about, like the questions that you would ask were like, whoa, I can use that for the work I'm doing, you yeah. know, like, because it was so, like I said, insightful to like something I'm not seeing. I mean, even now, like I have been running right our own finances since our the conception of our company. And mm. we recently just sat down and looked at these sheets that I have been tracking, you know, whether that be uh, like everything from our analytics to our P&L statements to our, you know, um, our weekly sales, monthly mm. sales. And then you just saying, okay, why are we tracking this number? Like, what are we hoping to get from this? And Mm -hmm. then there was like three or four things. And I'll be honest, I was defensive at first because I was like, oh, there's not like I'm not I'm keeping track of this and it isn't for anything. Mm. At least that we're using right now. Function. Yeah, exactly. Going back to function. Process. Yeah. Yeah. So just even stuff like that. Like, although I may not yeah react like well all the time, Mm. I just am like, fuck. Okay. well, I have a degree and I have this, but. (laughs) That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but doesn't that speak 
greater to like when you have a gift yeah you don't need the validation i mean i think we all inherently need recognition and that's what i was talking to you about this morning like we all need recognition but we don't need validation right and validation is like this empty kind of like pat on the back that says even though you didn't go to business school, you should still pursue this thing because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Or, or you're seeking um, to get on people's good side, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But when someone comes up to you and says, like, you just did more for me in 60 minutes than I was able to do in the past three years yeah. of my business, to me, that's recognition. To right. me, that's like, ah, oh, okay, the process that I've been going through and everything that I've been learning has not been for nothing. It's, it's able to yeah. compress time. Mm-hmm. And that's why I totally get why people charge based on their years of skills because they're able to look at a problem mm-hmm. and completely demystify and connect the dots for the person quicker than the next five years of them trying to figure out. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the true purpose of having a third line yeah, is like you sure. go to the third lines so that you don't have to waste all the time and years of suffering because yep. the third lines already did it. No, it's true. And that's why earlier when we were joking, I don't know if it was on this episode or yeah. we were off recording, but like <laughs> when you were saying I'm your guinea pig for all yeah. of our testing, it's like, no, I really do only benefit from it because the tests that you decide to go into are only the ones I, I feel. I mean, I think you have like a 98% proficiency. I think 2% of the time they're like tests that maybe don't like, mm. you know, equate to like our general well-being. But, right. but you really are testing something that's like, okay, how can I nourish myself? And then how can we as a society nourish ourselves more from this? Mm. You know, and that's why, yeah. And just what you said about recognition that really spoke to me. It's like, yeah, the recognition is like truthfully what, like when you say to namaste to someone, like it's yeah. true meaning is I see you. Whoa, the God in you right. sees the God in me. Like, and you're right. I don't have to be the expert in this thing um, or this thing because you are that in this right. thing. And right. now we're in collaboration and we really are in it. We are now yeah. in an interdependent relationship. Yeah. I feel like the greatest place we can get to collectively is to be in interdependent collaboration with one another. And I think that we can only get there when we're each living from a restored sense of self. Yeah. Because out of that, it just, I mean, it's war. It's complete chaos and conflict. Yeah. So now the question is like, how do we restore our sense of self? Mm. I mean, we have so many beautiful modalities and tools and I think everyone will find what works for them. But I think just having that as a focus is that if I want to quote unquote find my purpose, it's not about finding the purpose. It's about becoming the person that creates it mm-hmm. and knowing that that sense of self is the sense of self that's, that's creating my life. That's creating my projects. That's creating my partnerships. Um, and I think for me, that's the most exciting thing about air society is to just keep on pushing that message of restoration yeah. of the sense of self in every way, not because you want to start a business, but just because you want to be, a, a renaissance human yeah. like you like you we exist in 2023 this is the new renaissance age this is the emerging renaissance age we are having this rebirth right now we're having a rebirth on the political plane we're having a rebirth on humanity we're having a rebirth on climate change the earth like art renaissance economics, like economics I mean, everything like this is such a beautiful time to be a part of humanity. And I know that we are also dealing with so many issues, but now more than ever, I feel like everyone 
our main goal and intention and focus should really be on how do I restore my sense of self so everything that I create is an expression of my essence and form. Mm. What are you most excited about Air Society? Mm. Uh, I mean, w- when you were just saying the thing that came to me is the thing that, you know, I love to, to when I'm thinking about like Jesus in the Bible, like one of the things I love the most that he said is like, you know, love God and love others. Like you love yourselves. And this sums up the commandments. Yeah. So like, everything else is a way. Yeah. Everything else that you create, everything else you do falls under the umbrella of you being God. Like, yeah. and you don't even have to question it. You can just move freely and to have a bunch of a whole community of people doing that. Yeah. Like a whole society, like that is powerful to me. Like yeah. that is what I feel like we are missing. Like in this, um, I don't know, call it masculine structure or formation or whatever. But I think like in terms of where the world is at and like what you just said on a precipice of something of rebirth, like we're missing the structure to be able to hold that. And I feel like era society is one of those structures. Yeah. So that's what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Is it's just, well, you're a forward line. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going (laughs) to think about it from how are we coming together? Like in a really intimate way. Yeah. Yeah. You want your people close by. Yes. So deeply. Yeah. And and it's true. I mean, I, I think we need, so. I mean, we obviously need each other, even in our differentiation, we yeah. still need to vibe off of each other and share ideas and question things, ask questions, yeah. you know, dismantle things, rebuild, you know, other things like you can't do it by yourself. No, no. And I, and I, and honestly, you know, you, and you know, I have said this, but just with as big as human design is getting right. And it's the science of human differentiation. It's like, we are in a period where what unites us is our differences Yeah, absolutely. and understanding that. And I think a lot of people are finally getting there. Like, Oh, actually what connects me to this person or connects me to, you know, my partner is actually, we are so different. Mm. That's been something like, you know, opposites attract. Yeah. Like we've talked about it, but I think we're really getting into the intimacy of what that means. Like mm-hmm. the reflection of this person is not supposed to be there. We like all the same things. Right. We do the same thing. We believe in the same things. It's like, honestly, if you're around a bunch of those people, that's probably not the group that's going to help the rebirth. Push you. Yeah. 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 Or push you exactly to be like your actual self. Mm-hmm. You're all just like. We're Ashley's, as you said. Oh, <laughs> so. Bless you, Ashley's. Yeah. Thanks. And bless you, too. Exactly. There's Thanks for the lessons. Yeah. For sure. Because I, you know, what I'm doing right now is so deeply connected to that shadow moment. And to be honest, I feel like a lot of the expressions of our purposes are so deeply connected to the shadowed part of us. Like you was born saved and just mm-hmm. really everyone that we know. Like, why, why are we passionate about these things? Because yeah. we've suffered through them and we don't want other people to exactly, suffer through them Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, then, like you said, because now anyone who is creating something out of their suffering and we are prosperity bonding, oh, then our kids, every time. right? Yeah. We can actually, like yes. we have been saying since we've ha- even had our own individual kids, is they'll get to a point where that is just the standard. Mm. And like they're saying, to learn was to learn, not what to learn yeah to learn is to unlearn like yeah so they'll be in the new paradigm of wow prosperity bonding is just what do you mean you guys used to trauma bond yeah is what they'll say just like how we joke (laughs) like gen z is like what do you mean you 
took this job and you didn't get all the things that you wanted yeah, in terms of being remote yeah. and pay time off. It's yeah. like, oh, I don't need you. You need me. You yeah. know, like each generation gets to a higher evolution. And I believe, you know, our society and like I said, other people that are creating these things are going to help us get to that. Yeah. You know, where like totally. the old way of thinking is not right. Countercultural. Yeah. Totally. And then hopefully there'll be a countercultural to the things we've mm-hmm. created, right? Mm-hmm. There'll be people like, what do you mean, prosperity bonding? It's just, mm-hmm. that's just, it is. It just is. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, where it's like, okay, that's not even something we need to talk about anymore. Cause like you're saying about people who are saying ethical marketing, like, of, you know, we have DEI. We, like, yeah. it's like, that's bare minimum. Yeah. You know, like prosperity bonding, we don't talk about that anymore because that was bare minimum. Yeah. You know, so but yeah. I, I think we're, we're just in the, <laughs> yeah, I know, ju- I know. We're just at the beginning this of the, the first prosperity episode. bonding. Yeah. Um, so. And I'm really, I'm really excited for it. And I just want to thank you for being a longtime listener. And if you're new, welcome. Welcome. You found us at a very opportune time. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the ride. Yeah. And we'll see you on the other side. Bye.